you need to take advantage of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier 3-Pack. Everyone loves the Thunderstorm. It doesn't take up any floor space, there are no filters to replace, and it's only one-third the cost of those big, bulky air purifiers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use discount code HOWIE. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. We didn't just leave a bunch of weapons in Afghanistan. This is a fallacy. This is a farce. You sure about that? In Afghanistan, you see American military equipment everywhere, from weapons to Humvees to aircraft, all left behind. We're talking about billions of dollars worth of equipment. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Breaking news from Colorado, where the state Supreme Court has just disqualified former President Donald Trump, finding that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection for his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. I know it will be counterintuitive to a lot of people, but... I hope it just goes to prove you. I don't hate him. I'll let you in on a little secret. I've been very much looking forward to this moment. Very, very much. I just think what he's done is horribly wrong. Why are you the way that you are? You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. 844 500 Mara Healy expects Massachusetts to spend $915 million on emergency shelters in FY25. And the, uh, among the, the, the monies that she plans to spend are $10 million, Just this is just one little bit of it, for specialized immigration and refugee health and community sport supports to address the needs of families with complex immigration status issues, complex immigration status issues. She, she wants to take $700 million that's left over from the panic spending and just throw it in at the illegal alien problem here. This is a, this is a disaster. It's a uh, it's not even slow moving. It's a fast moving disaster that uh, that we're facing here, and Mara Healy just wants to put it off on somebody else. She doesn't care about this problem. It seems to me. Joining us now to discuss what's going on in Massachusetts with these uh, billion dollar uh, expenditures for uh, foreign freeloaders is Senator Peter Durant. It's good to say Senator rather than Representative Peter Durant. It's good that the Republicans finally won a uh, won a seat that it was held by a Democrat. It hasn't happened hadn't happened in a long time, but Peter Durant did it. So now he's Senator Peter Durant. And uh, Senator Durant, what is going on on Beacon Hill with all this uh, money for illegal aliens? Sure. Thanks for having me on, Howie. Um, you know, I knew we'd be back here talking about it. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be that far in the future, but I didn't expect it to be uh, before the end of the year. And, and so what has happened, of course, as you just outlined, the Healy administration came forward and said, it's going to cost us uh, nearly a billion dollars in fiscal 25. Now, remember, we're, we're not even halfway through fiscal 24 yet. Um, and, um, you know, this price tag just keeps jumping up. We've talked for months about how this is costing us billions of dollars. And today we got the evidence. 
this is this is amazing. Last night we were talking during the this hour about uh, the fact that they're taking over a hotel now in Raynham to put illegal alien Haitians in there. Three hundred illegal alien Haitians. Now this morning I get a phone call from East Cambridge, an area I'm very familiar with. The, the uh, Healy administration is, wants to take over the uh, building that on East uh, 208 Cambridge Street, right near the old right near the Leechmere station, where they have the, the uh, South Middlesex Registry of Deeds. and they used to have the probate court. Half the building is empty now. They want to throw in more illegal aliens into this state office building across from the, across the hall from the Registry of Deeds. They're, they're continuing. Remember, we were supposed to have a cap of 7,500 families. Um, we've now crossed that threshold, of course, and we're, they just keep coming. We're adding more. Uh, you know, the, the, the dollars that we keep allocating keep going up. We're, we're as you just mentioned, we're at 750-some-odd million just for this fiscal year. Um, and they're running out of places, so they just keep adding more, commandeering more hotels, um, and uh, and office spaces, it's 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 out of control. And again, how we, we we've talked about we've been talking about this now for the last what six, seven, eight months now. And right. um, there's there's still no real plan. There's still no efforts to make this stop. Uh, in fact, the administration just just continues to open their arms and throw cash at it. Your cash, by the way, even if it even if it may be um, you know some COVID money that's left over. Uh, what the heck? We'll use that up first, and and, um, and and by the way, the administration said that's not going to be enough for fiscal 25. But we'll we'll throw that 700 million into the mix uh, because we have it laying around doing nothing. Senator Durant, let me tell you about this building. I, I again, I know something about this building. It's it used to it, it used to be like the head of the Middlesex County Hackerama back in the day when they had a Hackerama in Middlesex County, and it the bill it was built in 1901. 1901. It has a couple of ancient elevators in it. The probate court moved out it three years ago during the uh, during the panic and moved to Woburn. And it's the building. The that half of the building has been vacant. They brought in. I, I'm told sources say they brought in the Cambridge Fire Department and they and the Cambridge Fire Department said, "Where are the smoke detectors? Where are the where are the sprinklers here? Apparently, the plumbing has been turned off in this building." It has narrow stairways, but they, they, they're so desperate that they just want to open up this ancient building uh, built in 1901, unoccupied for three years, and just throw these illegal aliens into it as a new flop house in East Cambridge. Well, and, and, and make no mistake, well, at least it's in Cambridge, but, you, you know, make no mistake. <laughs> it's on the wrong side of Cambridge. It's on the working class well, side of Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on Brattle Street. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm from Central Mass, so you know it all looks the same over there. I can't help you there. <laughs> but, but you know, think about it. it what's going to have to happen, of course, is it's going to need upgrades. That's not part right. of this money that we're talking about. These upgrades are going to be required. It's going to cost you millions of dollars to upgrade the, these facilities, um, and, and and add that to the mix. And you know they got the and, and across the hall they've got the they've got all the deeds. I mean this is pretty serious stuff. Deeds, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
You know, how would you like to, you know, well, the, the illegal aliens out in your neck of the woods in Sutton, they started a fire at the hotel. What if they what if they burned down this building with all the deeds in them? I, I know, I know. It's it's really it's really crazy, um, and you know how you, you're also talking about all of these ancillary problems that are going on, putting them up here. Um, we've talked before about the fifteen thousand dollar home base grants that, that that's available to them, so they can use them and, and get their deeds right across the hall. So that might be convenient. Um, <laughs> you know, there's there's the the uh, the increased SNAP benefits the the Uber Eats benefits that come to them. It, it just goes on and on, and we don't know um, where this is going to end. It, and, you know, again, we kind of bring this back to the financial issue here. Even when you talk about all this money that's being spent, and in, in whether it's to renovate these buildings or to house them or for any of these benefits, right now, you know, using this $700 million is bad enough, but at least it was there. We're using this one-time money that will not come back to fund an expense that has no end in sight. So what are we going to do when that runs out? By the end of fiscal year 25, we're going to be in real hot water. Yeah, and, and you know, this uh, the hotel in Raynham that we talked about last night, the, you know, now there's a, now a sign on the website saying no rooms are, va- are, are uh, available at least through the end of 2024. So as you say... They, this this is not like temporary housing. These people are just moving in here. This is a permanent vacation for all these people. It, it appears, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And um, you know, they um, you know we're hearing some stories. And, and I'll give you an anecdotal story that I heard the uh, the other the other day um, here in my district. Is is somebody said to me, well, um, and you kind of might you might understand where they fall in the, the spectrum of things, but. They said, oh, they said, um, you know, I, 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 I was talking to one of these immigrants the other day, and they got on a bus in Florida and came up here. And now, I don't know why anybody would want to would want to come up here from Florida. I mean, it's cold up here. Why would you want to move up here from Florida? I don't get it. And I, said, really? I could, I could kind of think of what reason. Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so now you're going to have all these. Brave the cold. You're going to have all these illegal aliens coming as if they can get away with it, and I, I don't think the people in Cambridge—it's their NIMBY. The, Cambridge is the ultimate NIMBY location, and even though even if they're on the east, even if it's in East Cambridge as opposed to the more affluent area, they—you uh, know—the Sarniavs had sought asylum in Cambridge, Senator Durant. What did anything go wrong when the when the Sarniavs came into uh, Cambridge for asylum? Yeah, you know, and um, they had a little bit of a problem, right? You know, one of the things, Howie, while I was a member of the House, is, is we did investigate the the, uh, the Sarnevs. Of course, it was after the fact and finding out, but you're absolutely right. They had asylum. They had all the benefits that were avail- available to them under that. Um, and the question is, now that we have this unchecked immigration policy, how many more of the Sarnas are out there? How many of them have, have moved up to Boston or are living off the dole here in Massachusetts? Yeah. And they're more headed this way because the word gets out. You know, free stuff. Everything free Every in day. America and especially in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. And, I, you know, and again, you, we're starting to hear these stories come um, from our towns and even from the small town of Spencer that I live in. 
Um, we had uh, we had a, a, a member of the immigrant community, if you will, come in to the senior center and say, where do I apply for my free housing? Where do I get it? And they also said, I have relatives who are coming from Chicago, so we need to get you know a, a place with, with multiple bedrooms so we can be all set. And, um, you know, this is a senior center. And they said, well, you're going to have to go somewhere else because we don't have anything for you here. The word gets out. This is not, um, you know, a a very well-kept secret here in Massachusetts that you can come and get all these benefits for free. What what can people do if they they want to? Who should they call? To, to express their uh, feelings about this, uh, this handout uh, system, billions of dollars for illegal aliens? Well, well, look, you know, you have to call your reps and senators. Um, and I'll tell you, Howie, I've heard from a number of um, Democrats in my district. I heard from them during the campaign. I've heard from them afterwards saying this is madness. And... Um, and we have to do something about this. And, and again, I think how it's very important. We don't want to vilify people who, you know, legitimately want to make a better life. Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to come from, you know, some of these countries to the United States? It's a great place, but this is costing our taxpayers just enormous sums of money with no end in sight. And even some of those Democrats in my district, a significant number of them, have reached out to me and said, "How do we stop this? What do we do?" And so. You know, if you've got a Republican for a state rep or a state senator, I think you're in pretty good shape. We're on board, but we have to reach out to those uh, and maybe those those reps and senators who are in the middle and persuade them that this is unsustainable. We have to do something. We have our budget coming up. Our budget deliberations are going to start not that far down the road from now um, for our 25 budget. And you're going to see now not only this this $900 million price tag, but we're going to see things within the budget that go along with this. And that's the educational right. money. That is the, right. mass, exactly. the mass health money. All of these things. Medicaid, in other so, words. All right, Senator Peter Durant, uh, thank you for being with us, and thanks for keeping an eye on this. And Merry Christmas. And again, congratulations on uh, taking away a, a Democrat seat uh, for the first time in uh, in many years in Massachusetts politics. Thank you, Senator Peter Durant. I'm Howie Carr. Don't let his blonde hair fool you. Howie is as sprightly as ever. Oh, you just wasted on the wrong people. The Howie Car Show. We'll be right back. This hour of the Howie Car Show is brought to you in part by Cape Cod Cafe, home of the original bar pizza. Visit Cape Cod Cafe in Brockton, Bridgewater, Raynham, or Halifax, or pick up your Cape Cod Cafe pizza in a supermarket near you. You know what they say. Every time you hear a bell rings, it means that some angel's just got his wings. Do your Christmas shopping by clicking store at HowieCarshow.com. It'll make the captain feel better about himself. Get me. I'm giving out wings. Howie Car is back. 781 says, come on, Howie, just think how much better that $900 million will be spent on the next time you hit a big pothole. Nine seven eight. One billion dollars could have fixed all the combined sewer outflow overflows on the Merrimack River that the Democrats complain about constantly. Instead, the money is being given to illegal aliens. So I don't want to hear any more from these environmentalists that want to spend money on illegal aliens and not fix problems at home. 
Why did they have to put them in East Cambridge on East on Cambridge Street next to the uh, next to the Registry of Deeds? Is it going to be people? People have to use the Registry of Deeds to to record real estate transactions, to record deeds. Now they're going to have. Uh, now they're going to have. It's going to be like uh, you know a flop house in uh, in Kingston or or Yarmouth or or anywhere, Shrewsbury. It's going to. You think it's going to be very pleasant? And it's it's pretty. It it's kind of tough to. Uh, they're going to have, they're going to have police presence there all the time. They want security there. The the unions are going crazy. What a mess. And that's just one place. That's just a place I happen to know something about. You know. Today's poll question is brought to you by Balance 7. Stop procrastinating and get your energy back. New customers can save $10 and get free shipping at balance7.com with code Howie. Balance7.com, code Howie. Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is after yesterday's 4-3 decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, are you more or less committed to voting for Donald Trump next year? More committed. 97% say they're more committed. All right. We'll have Turtle Boy after the next break. But first, Paul, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Paul. You there, Paul? I think we lost Paul. He he delivers food to uh, to the illegals. He works for a uh, one of the companies that delivers the food. It's just, it's a mess. I mean, how can you, I, I, they wanted to move him out of the transportation building. I, I, I put a whole, uh, I, several tweets out on, on this situation with the, uh, the, the state office building and uh, half abandoned in uh, East Cambridge. But they wanted to get him out of the transportation building because you got all these swells in the neighborhood. You got $4 million, $5 million condos in that neighborhood. Around the, uh, the the Four Seasons Hotel and the uh, the the, the Ritz Carlton with all these expensive the new Ritz Carlton with all these expensive rooms. Paul, we got about uh, less than a minute left. Go ahead, Paul. Holly, quick update on the uh, meal deliveries. Uh, I, you know the old saying, uh, you know the phone, you know when the phone don't ring, you know it's them. Well, you right. know when we're delivering the food and they're not eating it. And I've been doing this since July. I'm seeing a lot of these people, a lot of these women, with bellies that they didn't have when I started in July. And it ain't from the food they're not eating, if you know what I mean. It's called anchor babies, Paul. They get, and they get, a, they get. Not only does it keep them in the country, but they get more welfare, right? They're Absolutely. they're assimilating into it's the United well. States. As long as you, as long as you have a young baby, you don't have to work. Not that they were planning to work anyway, but this way they make more money. What a, what a shocker. We'll be right back with Turtle Boy. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. We've been uh, talking about the uh, case of uh, Karen Reed, the uh, woman who was uh, charged with murder for uh, allegedly uh, running over her uh, Boston police officer boyfriend, John O'Keefe, while driving drunk almost two years ago now, January 2022. And uh, uh, the blogger 
Aiden Kearney, known as Turtle Boy, has been writing about this case, and uh, he's been uh, charged with various counts of witness intimidation by the uh, district attorney of Norfolk County, Michael Pastagravy-Morrissey. And uh, today, the uh, cases, as expected, were, uh, were bumped up to the Superior Court uh, in Norfolk County when he was uh, officially indicted. And uh, he is now charged in, on 14 counts of uh, basically witness intimidation. And uh, it's, it's, this is amazing. I mean, he's a, he's a reporter, and he's, he's, now, he's now facing 14 felony counts in this, uh, in this case. Uh, and joining us now on the line to talk about this is Turtle Boy, Aiden Kearney. Uh, Aiden, you knew this was coming, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah, we all knew this was coming. Uh, you know, they were going to try to bump it up to the Superior Court. Not sure exactly why. Quite frankly, I, I like chances a lot more in Superior because it's a jury of 12, it's a jury of six. I mean, if you could find six idiots, you'd be hard-pressed to find six idiots to, to think that, you know, journalism is a crime. But you're not going to find 12. So I, I feel a lot better about my chances in Superior. Well, didn't didn't one of the kids that was uh, also uh, charged uh, in uh, you know in in, in a uh, in an event outside uh, outside uh, the chicken parm place? Wasn't he just uh, wasn't that case just tossed out the other day? Yeah, I mean, so it's not just me. There's nine other people who have been charged with uh, uh, intimidating poor Chris Albert, who is an elected official in Canton and owns a pizza shop in the middle of town, and they stood outside across the street with signs that said free turtle boy free karen reed and justice and one of them is 17 and the psychotic police chief of canton helena rafferty decided that she was going to charge them all with uh felony witness intimidation and picketing of a witness and uh so the first kid one of them was 17 he had his uh clerk magistrate's hearing uh two days ago in uh, Dedham, and the clerk there found no probable cause for witness intimidation and dismissed the picketing of a witness. So, you know, they're one for one. I mean, the court has just said, like, no, even Dedham District Court's like, are you guys out of your mind? We're not charging 17. We're not criminalizing a 17-year-old because he's out here being civically engaged in something. Most kids his age are rotting their heads away on TikTok. Here you have a kid who actually cares about law and order and cares about something bigger than himself and you're trying to ruin his life and ruin his career the principals at Tuxford high school were gonna make that kid they were gonna suspend him because he was being potentially charged with a felony i mean it's just evil what these people are doing evil it, it, who's the guy who who did time for uh, for killing killing an immigrant Oh, that, so that, that's Chris Albert. So Chris that's Albert, the guy. So he was. So this guy yeah. was. This guy was picketing a, a jailbird who killed an uh, an immigrant. Did he? He actually did jail time, didn't he? Yeah, he did six months in jail. The, guy, the kid's name was Peter Berger. In 1994, Chris rear-ended him on the highway on uh, 95 in Attleboro and uh, left the scene of a crime. He pulled a Ted Kennedy. He came back uh, 48 hours later, sober as a clam. And, you know, when you do that, you avoid a DUI charge. And he ended up taking a plea for six months in jail. When you read the arrest report there, the police never, the state police never once asked him, like, were you drinking? That never came up. And the cycle repeats itself now. 30 years later, his son was inside the house when John O'Keefe was murdered. His son was never interviewed by police, never considered a suspect or anything like that. And his son is also one of the people who I'm being charged with intimidating uh, for asking questions about where he was on that night. 
Well, and isn't it on the record now that all these people have been uh, have been subpoenaed before to appear before a federal grand jury? Yeah, you would think so. Uh, and that the, the 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 district attorney who is charging me with this crime is himself under FBI investigation. I'm not under FBI investigation, so I don't know what that's like to be under FBI investigation. But if I were him, I'd be a lot more worried about that than I am about coming up with some new bogus charges for not only me, Howie, but they're also charging the former Avon dispatcher who lost her job over this. This woman, hardworking woman, uh, lives uh, somewhere in the South Shore uh, with a kid and a mortgage to take care of, and on September 25th, I got word, I got sent a picture that Jennifer McCabe's car, she's one of the material witnesses in this, uh, the one who Googled how long to die in cold at 2.27 a.m., her car was parked at Michael Proctor's house. He's the lead investigator. And a month earlier, the district attorney, um, past the gravy Morrissey, announced that these people don't know each other. They have no personal connection to one another. So I got sent a picture at 6 o'clock of Jennifer McCabe's car at her house. And, okay, well, this proves that there, this is a social visit. What's going on there? And so just to, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's, I made a, some sort of Facebook post saying, can anyone run a license plate for me just to determine that we have something here? And a bunch of people volunteered. One of them happened to be a dispatcher, and she, she confirmed for me, yep, that car belongs to Jennifer McCabe. Okay, go cool. And we wrote a story about it, and it proved you, that the district You used the source. Lying. A source, yeah, a whistleblower, as they sometimes say. Right. right, and now the whistleblower and me are both being charged with conspiracy to commit witness intimidation by proving that the that the uh, lead investigator is friends with the primary witness against Karen Reed, that they're hanging out together. We proved it. We proved that the district attorney's office is lying, and in return— we're being charged with that. We should. It, it, it's, the only thing we conspired to do was prove that they lied, that they're corrupt, and we were successful in that. And to shut us up now, they're charging both of us with three counts of witness intimidation against Jennifer McCabe, Michael Proctor, and his wife Elizabeth Proctor. I mean, this is just madness that uh, these these people are uh, blatantly violating the law. They've clearly been involved in a cover-up of a murder and because they don't want us talking about it they're just trumping up these bogus charges well uh there's a reason they're under fbi investigation and i'm not so ultimately i'm not that worried about it i'm not going to jail i'm not going to be convicted of anything uh but apparently on their way out they want to try to take us down with them and it's just not going to work now you've got a uh, you you've, you've got legal expenses obviously here. You've got a, a lawyer who's doing a pretty good job. It seems like uh, how do people uh, contribute money to your legal defense fund, Turtle Boy? Yeah, so we have a give send go. Uh, we've it's it's pinned to the top of my Twitter account at Doctor Turtle Boy because if Jill Biden's a doctor, then so am I. It's also linked <laughs> to the top of our Facebook page, so you can go on there and uh, you can donate. Like I said, it's you know it's pricey. You know you got these uh, all these counts, all these felonies, uh, and so yeah, we are we are very excited um, about fighting this in court. You know we're pretty confident that we're we're going to be successful on this, um, but you know we could definitely use um, the support of any First Amendment groups that could write a brief 
like I've contacted the ACLU. They've been no use with this. They seem to have no interest in it. Of course uh, not. But there's other First Amendment, you know, these groups can write amicus briefs and just say, like, you don't have to defend us, but you can write an amicus brief and say, this is a threat to the First Amendment. If they can do this to me, all I've done is simply report the news, ask these people tough questions that no one else seems to be willing to ask. And they've attempted to throw me in jail. I'm facing 90 years in prison for this, ultimately. Uh, and uh, if, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. So where are these First Amendment groups? We need them. We need them to write amicus briefs. GiveSendGo.com, and you can contribute to Turtle Boys Legal Defense Fund. And by the way, on uh, Friday night, uh, I'll be with uh, the uh, somebody from GiveSendGo.com, and we'll be doing our annual charity night. And if you've got a charity that uh, you want to get some money uh, for, you just make a good pitch to me and uh, GiveSendGo.com, and uh, you could get some money for your charitable fund. So maybe you should call in, Turtle Boy, and uh, get a, get a, get some uh, money from us uh, on uh, on Friday night. We'll be doing it. This is Friday night? Okay. Friday Friday right. night, yeah. That, you know, they, they always keep talking about this, uh, how long to die in the cold. I mean, I don't know how they get around that. How long this this woman who was in the house where the where the Boston police officer uh, was before he died in the cold at two twenty seven three and a half hours before his body was found she uh, she she uh, put has, does a Google search on her phone how long to die in cold how do they get around that Turtle Boy they just they just gaslight and they tell you no 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 that's not what it says she Googled it later on. Because she did Google it later on. She did Google it at 6:24, but she did that. She did it twice. It comes up twice, uh, and and they and the defense thinks that she thought that if I Google it again, it will somehow override the first one. She realized the first one was obviously a mistake, and they said, no, no, no. She Googled it this time. That 2:27. Have you ever heard of the police saying a Google search didn't happen? Usually, like Google searches no. are used to convict people all the time. Brian right. used that excuse, but it's like he Googled everything. And uh, for the first time, a prosecution, our prosecutor is, is saying, no, 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 a Google search didn't happen because it's, it, it implicates his star witness in the case against Karen Reed. And they know, they, these people all know that Karen Reed is innocent, and they're pushing forward anyway, which is precisely why they're under investigation by the United States Attorney's Office, and I'm not. Are, is, are there any new developments that you've heard? I mean, I know they try to keep this stuff uh, under their hats, uh, the feds, but uh, have you heard anything? Well, you know, uh, not with the feds, uh, but it's my understanding and my belief uh, that uh, they will, that they're holding their cards in. And I think they're waiting. I, I don't think, I really don't think they're going to let Canary go to trial. I think like a week before you're going to see some sort of surprise from them, some sort of announcement that's going to make it impossible for them to go to trial. But if it does go to trial... Uh, I mean, the, the, Michael Proctor is going to have to take the stand and explain why he never uh, admitted that he this was is the close friends with the Alberts and the McCabe's. Yeah, they're the lead investigator in this. He's going to have to explain all of that. Jennifer McCabe is going to have to explain why she Googled how long to die in cold. If these people are going to make fools of themselves, I don't know what they're thinking moving forward with this case, but either way, it's going to help my case. Because these people are now going to have to go on record explaining all of these things, and then my case will be a lot easier because I'm not asking uh, innocent witnesses questions. I'm asking co-conspirators to cover up a murder questions. When is when is her tri- trial date? Is it in March? Yeah, right now it's scheduled for March 12th. Uh, she has a final. There's a final pretrial hearing coming up on January 5th. 
where I'm assuming a motion to dismiss is going to be filed, and then the hack judge down there, Bev Canoni, Auntie Bev, uh, who's they, uh, Jennifer McCabe's brother-in-law threatened to kill me and bury me in Auntie Bev's uh, seaside cottage front lawn in Barnstable. And uh, that was used as a motion to disqualify the judge and get her to recuse herself. Luckily, she investigated herself and determined that she's not biased. But uh, so that, that you have that you had that on record. That's on public record. You it was on social oh, yeah, media somewhere. Oh yeah, he sent me a Facebook message and he said that I said, "How do you know uh, Judge Canoni?" Because he made a post saying that he knows Judge Canoni, and he goes, "Who Auntie Bev?" He called her. He goes, "Whose seaside cottage do you think we're going to bury your corpse in?" And so obviously, I uh, so I wrote an affidavit for the defense, and I said, "Look at the brother-in-law of the material witness, Jen McCabe, in this." is telling me he's going to kill me and bury me in the judge's uh, seaside cottage. How does he even know that she has a Cape house in that town? It turned out to be completely accurate. And so the defense brought that up in court in, in, in a July hearing, and they said, how does this guy know this information? This guy's threatening to bury a journalist in the judge's you know, Cape Cod summer home. And the judge just said, oh, I don't know this man. I've never met this man in my life, and, and you'll have to take my word for it. And so she investigated herself. And she decided not to recuse herself. And she has basically been a thorn in the side. And she could have buried this at any moment's notice. And she's chosen not to. She's a Deval Patrick appointed hack uh, who clearly is, 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 knows someone or is doing something that she's allowing this sham to continue. As I always say, Turtle Boy, and you know it better than me at this point, in the halls of justice, the only justice is in the halls. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> All right. I'll probably be talking to you on Friday night then if you call into the charity hour. We're going to be taking calls from uh, anyone who, for, with a legitimate charity uh, to, to raise money. Uh, me and uh, GiveSendGo.com will be handing out money at the end our last show, last hour of the last show of the, of the year. Thanks, Turtle Boy, and good luck. Check out TurtleBoyTBDailyNews.com. You can read all about it. In the past couple of years alone, close to 50 satisfied Howie listeners have allowed J.J. Manning auctioneers to sell their valuable real estate assets quickly, contingency-free, and for the highest price the market will bear. Don't wait. You can be next. Since 1976, J.J. Manning's project-based approach to selling real estate has generated positive results for individuals, families, builders, companies, banks, estates, and more. You set the sale date and you have one consolidated open house. No surprise nor last-minute showings. J.J. Manning's sellers are never left out in the cold wondering about interest on their property. Weekly inquiry reports provide measured progress and create a sense of teamwork through the auction process. There is no distress. You set the terms, you sell contingency-free, and the buyer pays all commissions. J.J. Manning uses their 30-30 marketing plan, 30 days of advertising and 30 days to close. No haggling and no charge changes to your deal. To learn more on how to get your commercial, residential, or land sold quickly, contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or visit jjmanning.com. Call Charlie today at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold. I'm Howie Carr. Leave a message for the big guy. Call the chump line. 844-500-4242. Press 2 and leave your message. Then listen every weekday at 5 to catch the best messages of the day. One of them may be yours. 
The Howie Carr Show is back. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two six zero three says listening to Turtle Boy. I think these uh, court and county judges have too much power. We need change. Yeah, they've had they've had too much power for a very very long time, and it is a. It, it's just the way things work, you know. I I would I would rather elect judges, you know. I I know people would say that uh, you know there are a lot of corrupt elected judges in the states that have elected judges, but I, I'd rather at least have the chance to uh, throw them out. I, I'd rather be picking them than having than having them basically buying the judgeships by making legal and I stress that legal contributions to the to the governors who pick them and to the uh, members of the governor's council who approve them. After they're nominated, it's just uh, it's just ridiculous the way things work in this state. I mean, I could I, I I've never been threatened with prison, but I unless you include having to work for a lousy radio company, the world's worst radio company, for seven years, prison. And I and I yeah, that's what I, I made the point in my book, Paperboy. I'm holding it up right now. Read all about it by Howie Carr, and it's still available. You can uh, for Christmas order it at. Uh, HowieCarshow.com, our website. We still have other great gifts available for Christmas. Or you can order it at Amazon.com. Paperboy, read all about it by me. Order it now. It's a great Christmas gift. Eight four eight. That's right, exactly. 844-500-4242. Try not to let what I'm about to say destroy your faith in EVs, electric vehicles. Fire shuts down GM's electric car plant. Executives blame battery materials. <laughs> I'm sorry about it whenever anyone suffers a fire. But you know what? If there's going to be a fire involving electric vehicles and electric batteries, I'm, I'm happy that it's in Detroit and not in the garage of a building that I live in, in Massachusetts or in Florida, because that could really inconvenience me if, uh, if the building had to be evacuated and, and uh, was uninhabitable for a year or so while they were cleaning up this mess. General Motors' Factory Zero plant was temporarily shut down. It's been celebrated by President Brandon's administration for its all-electric production until they had to call 911. Fire! I'm Howie Garth.